Welcome back to Player One on Sin. My name's Eleni and I'm joined by Jay today. Say hi, Jay. Hey, what's up? And our lovely EP, Connor. Say hi, Connor. Oh, hello. Hello. Thank you for the lovely introduction. I love it. Of course. We've got a great show for today. We've got some exciting news from Nintendo coming out. We've got some upsetting news from rocksteady but we'll go into that one a bit later but before we get into the show um just to let you know where you can find us so if you head to sin.org.au you can find some awesome written content by the contributors at player one also our social medias at player one sin on twitter facebook and instagram and if you love podcasts we've got some awesome episodes on omni apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify at player one um, and you can also find us on YouTube. Um, yes. And... Um, before, before, sorry to cut you off there, Eleni. Um, we have a ton. We have been putting up a ton of stuff on the podcast feeds. Um, uh, as of recording on Monday, we dropped a Mafia Two remastered review with contributor Ooh. Lockwood. Ooh. And uh, just dropped yesterday. Um, we have the Virtual Boy. Anniversary, 25 years of the Virtual Boy with myself, Nick, and Nathan. Great content there. And more to come this week from Player One and over the next few weeks as we'll be doing a, a few more uploads. Amazing. Um, and so just before we get into our rapid-fire news and releases, we're going to head into our first song for the day. And this one is off the Sweet 16 playlist here at Sin. It is Mushroom Kingdom by Sunfruits, and this is Player One on Sin. Welcome back, guys. That was Mushroom Kingdom by Sunfruits off the Sweet 16 playlist, and this is Player One on Sin. Um, just to start off like we always do, we've got some interesting news um, and release news that has come out this week in gaming. Jay, did you want to take it away with the rapid-fire news and releases? Uh, hey, I was here the whole time. Bip, zap, zibbity, bop. I'm not that guy. The Legend of All Zelda right. Skyward Sword switch port possibly leaked by Amazon listing. Untitled Goose Game comes to Steam in September with two-player co-op mode. I'm already a little shit on my own. I'm going to have someone else to join me. Uh, Oculus VR headset will soon require Facebook accounts. Yes, Mr. Zuck, please take all of my information. Warzone bug turns the FR-556 into a ridiculous one-hit killing machine. The Stanley Parable, amazing, is releasing a new DLC. or well, They're releasing console versions of the game with extra endings and, and goodies. And they released it in the most Stanley Parable way with one of the, my most favorite video game ads I've ever seen where they ragged on about The Last of Us 1 and 2 and uh, all the people that won awards that weren't them. Fortnite removed from the Apple Play Store and Google Play Store after circumventing the company's in-app payment system and encouraging players to send the money straight to Epic Games instead of having it go through Apple and Google. 
Yes, the multi-billion dollar companies just having a big old war with yeah. each other. No, oh, God, please, someone, <laughs> someone, please think of the CEOs. I know, right? God. CEO knows. They're just, oh, my God. You took our money. No, you took our money. <laughs> the one that I find interesting is the Oculus VR headsets will soon require Facebook accounts. Yeah, yeah. because Oculus is owned by Facebook. I just love the idea of like, you know, like little kids using VR creating Facebook accounts. I feel like that's going to be problematic in the yeah, future. Yeah, your oh, your right. mother's your mother's like your mother's best friend's auntie Susan has followed you. It comes up on your Oculus screen. <laughs> like, what's she playing? Oh, that's good. I love that. Um, Untitled Goose Game coming to Steam. I oh, I thought it was already on PC, but then I realized that it was um, I believe an Epic Game Store. Oh yeah, but now it's coming to Steam, is it? Yeah, They've yeah. Added. Yeah. Oh, come on. We'll get into that a bit later. We'll get into that a bit yes, later. I know, I know, I know, I know. Re- refrain yourself. Refrain <laughs> yourself, Jay. Warzone. Um, yet again, having yeah, another bug. Stanley Parable. I love the Stanley yes! Parable as a game yes! to watch. Um, I like how they did that. That's it's really funny. It's cute. It's Stanley Parable. It's I know. It's so good. <laughs> But, um, Jay, how about you get right into the rapid-fire release? Oh, okay, okay. Uh, you uh, better be uh, rapid-fire about this. I'm never good this. at this. I'm never good at this. I'm training myself, okay? I did a uh, rap gourd yesterday. Okay. Kandagawa Jet Girls PS4 August 25th, Madden 21 PS4 Xbox August 25th, Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath Classic Femme Femme Fatale Skin Pack PC PS4 Xbox Switch August 25th, No Straight Roads PC PS4 Xbox Switch August 25th, Later Star Wars VR Series PS VR August 25th, Best Friend Forever PC Switch August 27th, Control AWE DLC PC PS4 Xbox yeah, Xbox August 27th, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered Edition PS4 Switch August 27th, Fortnite Chapter 2 Season 4 PC PS4 Xbox Switch August 27th, Zone Simulator 2 PC August 27th, Tell Me Why Chapter 1 PC Xbox August 27th, Tour de France 2020 PC August 27th, Captain Tuvasa Ride of the New Champions PC PS4 Switch August 28th, Double Kick Hero Xbox August 28th, Jump Force Deluxe Edition Switch August 28th, Nexamon Extinction PS PS4 Xbox Switch PC August 28th, sorry. Project Cars 3 PC PS4 Xbox August 28th, Wasteland 3 PC PS4 Xbox August 28th, Windbound PC PS4 Xbox Switch August 28th. Breathe. No, I tried. I really tried. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That was a lot. And I want to point out just a couple of things. Um, Best friends forever. uh, one of our four, one of our previous interviews, rather, last year with one of the voice actors from the game, Amy Smith. So that go check that out in the podcast realm. And Mortal Kombat with more DLC. I love it. I love it. Even though I don't really love it because it's Warner Brothers, but it's also <laughs> Mortal Kombat 11. And I love Mortal Kombat 11. It's great. great. It's probably the best fighting game of all time, in my opinion. And yes, I say better than Street Fighter 2, because Street Fighter, hot take, is garbage. Um, (laughs) Whoa, okay. What about Super Smash Bros? Oh, come on, that's way better. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, like, we got some good stuff, actually. Like, I don't know anything about Jump Force. I know it's that anime fighting game. Yes, I love it, because it's so dumb. They have Yugi yeah. from Yu-Gi-Oh as one of the characters. Oh, how does I'm he sold. fight? How does he how does he fight against like Naruto and Goku and like and Luffy? How does he does he throw a card out and a monster yeah, comes out? He sums <laughs> out. I hope he summons like a blue eyes white dragon yeah. or something. And like that. they have the main character from Death Note. What does he What does he do? Does he write in his book? Is he just wins? <laughs> he just wins. 
He, he just writes your name and it's like, ah, oh, sweet, cool. Give it a couple seconds, I'll win the round. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, tell me why that's uh, the Microsoft exclusive um, sort of Life is Strange style game. There's a lot of good things coming out of that. And like, n nothing that'll blow your socks off per se, but enough to to set your appetite for this week in gaming. I mean, yeah, there's more than that. There's so many. And we were talking about Star Wars VR, and right there we've got Vader Immortal Star Wars VR series. That sounds badass. Sounds yeah. dope. So exciting. And, you know, if you want your sports fix, we've got Madden 21. Yeah, and Tour de France. Oh, yes. Oh, whenever I think of sports games, I think of Tour de France. Of course. You Come don't? Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> like, it's immediately what I go to. But, um, you know what, Eleni, let's take it to the next song. Yeah, of course. So, um, coming up, we've got another Sweet 16 song, and that one is Paranormal Pipe Dream by Naretha Williams, and you are listening to Player One on Sin. And that was Paranormal Pipe Dream by Naretha Williams from the Sweet 16 playlist. And you are listening to Player One on Sin with Connor J and Eleni. Um, so guys, what have, what have you been up to this week? What games have you been playing? Uh, who, wants to, who wants to take this away? Should it be me? Oh, I can start off. I yeah, start go on, Connor. Um, well, I was recently going through my, I guess, backlog of games and stuff that Perhaps I, I haven't played or stuff that I have. I did start, but I didn't necessarily finish the game. And that was the case with Doom 3. Um, I picked it up last year on Switch when they dropped um, Doom 1, Doom 2, and Doom 3 on Switch for all very reasonable prices, I might add. Um, I, picked, like, I picked up Doom 3, and because I think... Because I'm so used to the current style of Doom, I was maybe a bit turned away by the more slowly paced sort of horror shooter kind of thing. Um, so I decided, you know what? I'm going to play through Doom 3 and let's just, let's just blast through it. And I'm about six, six hours in and I'm loving it. I'm actually legitimately loving it more than I thought I would. Um, the the more slow and methodical style of Doom is actually quite. I actually think it's quite a benefit to the game, given the setting. It's a lot. It's a lot tighter. There's more corridors. There's more. There's less open areas for you to explore, but rather these tight, condensed areas where you have to make sure you're checking every corner because they will put. Um, demons and zombies like in like tight places so you don't expect it um, the gun combat has been really good it's been really satisfying to just blast off a, a demon with a shoddy and just like it's really good and like I'm enjoying it more than I thought I would um, this, I can't say it has a kick-ass soundtrack because it doesn't really have a kick-ass soundtrack because it's not the traditional style of Doom, where it's just all metal. Instead, it's like slow, sort of creepy, um, even to like really, or to having no music and having just the sounds be like the sounds of the walls, um, hearing That's some demons good. scurrying around and stuff like that. 
And what I really enjoyed the most about this game is the lighting. Um, so from so the one on Switch is the BFG edition. Um, I'll let you figure figure out what that means. Friendly um, game. Yes, the big friendly giant edition um, of Doom. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so um, you have like a shoulder mounted light kind of, and. For a game that came out in 2004, the lighting of the game is still probably the best bit because it's a dark game. Like, there is a lot of dark yeah. corridors that, like, it creates that extra tension when all you have is your shoulder-mounted um, light so you can see. Um, that's been pretty badass. Um, I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of the game. I'm just over halfway through. So excited. I'm done ranting. <laughs> so I, I still don't know what does BFG stand for? Big friendly gun? Yeah. Uh, we'll leave it for off air. Uh, <laughs> you do, I'll just type it into so Google confused. and don't say it. <laughs> yeah, I'll do You know what? That's a good plan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, whilst he's doing that, Eleni, can you tell us what you've been playing? Yeah. Um, so as per my recent just desire to replay old games just always um i finally finished far cry 3 and i've moved on to the witcher 3 um all of the threes at the moment um and you know you'll never get half-life oh my heart that that kind of broke my heart a little bit hearing that um but at least i have the witcher 3 because the witcher 3 is arguably one of my favorite games ever um, I love like the series. I've read all the books. Obviously, the Netflix show. Watched it. Um, yes, toss a coin to your Witcher, our favorite. Um, but the the game is fantastic. I do find myself, as I always do with RPGs, I think where I decide exactly how I want to play the game, and I make all the same decisions every time I replay it. I never change. Um, I've just gotten up to the part where I faced Kiramets. And I was like, should I, should I maybe kill her this time? No. And then I got up to I her. And I was, yeah, I was like, should I maybe potentially? And then I was like, no, nah, I'm sending you off to Cam Warren every time. Um, <laughs> it's true. Every time. I don't know. It's just ugh, useless. Um, you have a conscience. You have a conscience. Exactly. Um, I do hopefully want to try and get a different ending because... I do love the Siri Becomes a Witcher ending. It's just my favourite. I think it's so perfect. Um, but I think I might try and get her to sacrifice herself and die. We'll see how I go. I say this now and then watch me, like, next week, say that I finished the game and she became a Witcher and I made all of the same decisions. That's um, such a dark way to say that. And I'm just going to hope that she sacrifices herself and dies. Uh, just... Well, I mean, I saved Kira, so, like, someone, <laughs> you know. Someone's going to do it. Exactly. Someone's going to take on for the team. Um, but, yeah, I've just forgot. It's such a good game. Like, I know some people do criticize the gameplay of The Witcher 3, but I think it's so much fun. Uh, you know, it's not the best part of the game, but I do think it is amazing. And, yeah, I'm enjoying playing through it, but... What about you, Jay? What have you been playing? Uh, I've got I've been playing Fall Guys because that like everyone's playing Fall Guys 
oh god it, it is it's actually it's one of those games where in, when you lose instead of getting angry at losing you just go to the next round and you continue having fun i never even when i lose i go like oh man i suck so bad and then i and then i just keep going and it's like yeah let's keep let's go another round uh we're doing golf with friends obviously collision on jump on everything on and just one of us had to do it and of course it was me i was the one that every time someone got to the the flag i was waiting to just knock them so far out oh, that, they would, that they would get angry and what a, I, it's the best a special place in hell for you jay <laughs> right down straight to the boiler room yep and my friend had a conference call with his boss and he was playing with us and i kept wow. hitting him away and the, let's just say my discord chat the general chat has never been the same it was just, <laughs> Fooled with James, you, you, you beep, beep. You just, and I was like, hey, this is fun. Uh, Grand Theft Auto 5 had an update, so I've been playing that. It had the summer update. I bought everything because I'm rich in Grand Theft Auto because I paid IRL money when I was like 14. Wait, Grand Theft Auto is still getting updated. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto 5. They have new updates all the time. They had a really good one. The Casino Heist update was awesome. GTA 5 will just never stop. Like, no, you think no. there'll be a GTA 6, and then suddenly, <laughs> bam, another version of GTA 5. GTA oh. 5 gets an update. It's called the GTA 6 DLC. It's just still GTA Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, that will never stop. Grand Theft Auto 5 for VR. Yeah, pretty it pretty much is how it's going to be. <laughs> My question is, like, when are we going to get to the point where Brockstar comes on to, like, a stage, <laughs> and they're just going to be like, hey, all, um... <laughs> Mr. Rockstar comes up and goes, "Hey, guess what we're showing? Have a g- uh, you'll never guess. <laughs> GTA Five. Yeah, man. We're releasing an all new game. It's the next GTA. <gasps> what? Yeah, GTA Five Two. Part Two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Part Two. It's the exact same game, but remastered. Like GTA Five remastered. <laughs> they oh, can we, do it we- with Skyrim." The worst part is we joke about this, but it's probably going to happen. Yeah, it's the saddest part. Yeah, pretty much. It, that's exactly what's going to happen. Uh, I played two other games. One was Counter-Strike because I play for a, a team, an esports team at, uh, at RMIT. I play for RMIT Red. And uh, we were having training matches. We were having some practice matches. And Among Us, which I love playing. I played all the time. I literally love Among Us. Again, Fall Guys, Golf with Friends, Among Us. It's it's weird. I it's like I have friends or something. That can't be right. That that can't be it. What? That's just there's no way I have friends. But yeah, all the games have been party games. Literally, four guys golf with friends, GDA, Among Us, Counter Strike. All those games you just play with others. That's good though. You know, in lockdown, it's nice to have games that you can I think play with your friends. That's why? Yeah. I feel like that's the reason why. Like we have nothing else to do. <laughs> Which is fine. Those are the games I've been playing, though. Um, I love that. Well, um, Jay, I think, I believe, that our next song is a very special song from yours truly. So would you like to... Oh, I didn't see that there. Yeah. Would you like to tell Uh, the people what you're going to be giving us tonight? Well, this is going to go down in history as the worst uh, episode of Player One, but... I didn't realize I was actually doing this. Yeah, I thought I, I, I said it and I thought, ah, they haven't you've put been, it in. You've been teasing it for weeks. Yeah, exactly. I thought no one was going to actually put it in. So here we go. Uh, I am I'm Jay and I'm going to try playing Toss a Coin to Your Witcher and hopefully not suck 
hopefully do suck. It's funnier if I suck, let's be honest. And uh, should, I, should I outro? This is player one and then just go into the song? Go for it. Uh, okay, this is player one on Sin. Yeah. Woo! Um, so that was Jay playing Toss a Coin to Your Witcher and you're listening to I... player one on Sin. Can I just say that that was actually amazing and you completely blew me away with that. I wasn't even expecting you to sing and then you just played it out. <laughs> then you just went for it. That was yeah, fantastic. Well, I, 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 give you, I give you credit for going in for like fully committing. I, did, I, I didn't think I was supposed to sing and I, well, I mean, well, guess it's what? the song. I have to, yeah. <laughs> there you go. I'm probably going to cut the... No, nah, I'm joking. <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm going for the song there. No! Oh, you're going to mask it yeah, as your yeah, own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put <laughs> the actual song the... down. No, just be like... no, Jay. That's, yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, I'll, leave, I'll leave it in. I'll leave it in. I'll yeah, edit it a bit. We say, we're like, yeah, that was Jay. And then you play the actual version. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, that was Jay. Whole orchestra and all. Yeah. <laughs> yes, not a ukulele. Yeah, ukulele, orchestra, bedroom, just playing Toss a Cordia Witcher. Henry Cavill's here. All right. Well, we have some other inspiring, inspiring news. Um, So I knew nothing about this because I'm not the, I'm not a big Zelda person here, but Eleni, I know you are. Um, Tell us, Zelda Skyward Sword possibly coming to Switch. Yeah, basically. So like in typical, like Amazon fashion, um, (laughs) is just i feel like they do this with almost every game there was a listing for um a um, switch port and there was also a listing for a breath of the wild 2 collector's edition um that was supposed to be the the release date was um december of this year so i'm not too sure how accurate that is but it was um on the website got taken down very quickly as you can imagine um so lots of unexpected zelda news i Obviously, uh, well, well, generally, too, but for now, it's heavily speculated that we will be getting a... Go ahead. I would say generally, if you're going to have like a December sort of release window, um, I feel like that's just basically Amazon being like, hey, this could come out this year. Like generally, yeah. you'll have <laughs> you'll have like uh, retailers put December 31st, 2020 or December 2020. Yeah. Like, it won't necessarily come out then, but they're thinking, hey, it could come out this year. Nintendo did month, like, seasons one time, and then they said, like, coming out spring. And I was like, how the hell am I supposed to know when that's coming out? But, like, so this, this would be, like, the second classic um, Zelda game on Switch. The first. So we got, the first would be Link's Awakening. Right. On the, the online. Like the thing. remake of that. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, there's also the old, old Legend of Zelda games oh, on the, not, when you buy online. That. Yeah, I okay, that's fair. That. That's fair. I'm talking more so like a remaster, if you will. Yeah, yep. yeah. So, like, this this could be the second, the second game. I feel like this is almost like a, hey, maybe Breath of the Wild 2 isn't coming out this year, but here's Skyward Sword instead with actual <laughs> motion controls. Trying to sweet talk us. Oh, the Joy Cons. That's what I was. That's thinking. gonna be so cool. Yeah, um, 
And I also think, you know, I'm a huge Zelda fan and obviously there's always conspiracy theories and everyone, you know, has their two cents. Um, so I'm interested if Skyward Sword getting a Switch port will be of any importance to the story we get told in Breath of the Wild 2. I'm very interested to see if there'll be any connection there or if Nintendo purely just want to show off the Joy-Cons for the Switch. But I'm quite excited. I would say the latter. Um, like, besides something like Super Mario Party or 1-2 Switch, we don't necessarily have a full story game that utilises the Joy-Cons in such a way. Mm. We have no, like, Wii Sports Resort with, like, the sword fighting game. So it's just, let's put, let's chuck Skyward Sword with some enhanced motion controls. I could definitely see that. Um, did the Breath of the Wild 2 Collector's Edition say what was going to be in it? No, it was, it was genuinely just, um, people saw it. I don't even yeah. think that, they didn't even have anything on it. And then I think oh, it was... not even a poster. I know, it or like a, a Sheikah like, Slate. The, oh, stop. That would just... <laughs> I, know, I know, right? Like a phone case Take, or something? Take my money now. Like, yeah, like a phone case where you put your phone in it and it becomes the Sheikah Like the Slate. Pip-Boy, yeah. Oh, oh my god, yes. That, I, I really want that pit boy Oh, well, imagine not having the pit boy from Fallout 4. Oh, boy. Oh, 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 humble brag. Of course. Humble brag right here. Jay just... He, but he's grabbing... Oh, look, oh, oh, look at this humble brag right here. He's, he's, he's whipping out his pit boy no, no, oh, you're, oh, no, put that away, no, Jay, oh, god damn, he's got the pit well, boy, I'm so jealous. I'm, yeah, sorry, I, sh- I, I had to do it to him. Humble brag, oh, that's cool. bloody humble brag. There's nothing humble about that, but that's okay. Oh, man, um, I want the I wasted, boy. like, my life savings on this when I was, like, when it came out. I can imagine. <laughs> yes, a whole... I don't know, $80? No, if you don't, if you didn't get it with the game and you go on eBay and look it up, they're like 2K. Really? Yeah, they're real, because if you didn't get it with the game, they're super expensive. I no. What a, that's highway robbery right this there. Is, this, this whole process is taking, oh, there we go. Oh, God damn that. I don't open it, yeah. It doesn't fit on my arm, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool, though. Um, but, yes, yeah, so obviously Skyward Sword would be very exciting for the Switch. Um, but in light of that, what other Zelda, ga- um, Zelda games would you guys be interested in either getting a Switch port, I mean, getting, like, a full-on remaster? Like, I know, obviously, we did get, like, the, the 3DS version of Ocarina of Time, but all I've <laughs> ever wanted is, like, a full-on makeover of that game. So in a, in a perfect world, I would love to see, like, a Switch... Um, remaster of Ocarina of Time. Um, mm, I'm, I'm tossing up between two in particular. Both of them we've seen multiple iterations of. Um, I think with modern, with modern graphics capabilities, I would love to see perhaps a um, Twilight Princess remaster. Oh, yes. that is so good. I that slipped my mind. Or in the style of, like, even have, like, the Link's Awakening style visuals of Wind Waker. Oh, God. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, yeah. 
I already Perhaps. like the Wind Waker. I already like the Wind Waker visuals so much. But if they can make it even cuter, I'm not gonna complain. Yeah, yeah. Like have it be like, have it have it be like super cute. Like have it be have it be super cute Wind Waker. Like that. that that's just what I think. And this is and this is coming from someone who isn't a Zelda guy. Okay. I am a Zelda junkie. I have like so far. I think all the games except for like old, old games that didn't come out on DS or, or Switch or, or, that, or the Wii. I've got all the Wii ones. But if I could get one Zelda game, and I mean one, and I've got it downstairs, if I could get it remade on the Switch, I want Zelda Monopoly. It's, it looks great. The casing is great. It's, it's, like this, it's in this leather-bound box. Oh, man, I would buy the hell out of Kakariko Forest. Like, I'm just saying... Oh my god, that's I want that edition of Monopoly so bad. That is actually so cool and a very random, random thing for you to have, of course. Um, but I think we shall head into our next song for the night. So you are listening to Play One and Sin, and the song coming up is Diggy Diggy Hole by Yogg's Cast. Yogg's Cast. Yogg's Cast. Yogg's Cast. And that was Diggy Behold by Yogscast, and you're listening to Player One on Sin. Um, and now I know we've got the pop vinyl connoisseur Connor with us today. So uh, yes. I'm hoping you'll be very, exactly, I'm hoping you are very excited to hear that Funko and PlayStation have just announced their second wave of pop vinyls for PlayStation in prep for the PS5 release. Um, and the figures they'll be selling exclusively at GameStop or EB Games in Australia. Um, and they will include characters from games like Ratchet and Clank, Death Stranding, which I feel like is an interesting choice. Um, the Last Why of not? Us and The Last of Us Part Two and Twisted Metal. So Connor, are there any that you will be purchasing from this? Oh, listen. When I heard that they were going to be doing Death Stranding ones, um, I kind of jump on that bandwagon because I have been, well, I had been playing a, a bit of Death Stranding and so far I've been really enjoying it with like maybe the 10 hours I put into the game. So, 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 so. I want Norman, I want to pick up Norman Reedus. I want to pick up Sam Porter Bridges. I want to pick up Die Hardman because that is an actual character in the game, and I want that. I love that yes, name, yep. Die Hardman. Um, I want to get, like, the... If they do a Funko Pop of the BTs, that'd be kind of cool. Um, have a Funko Pop with uh, Sam Porterbridges and the BB. That would be kind of cool. And I kind of want Hideo Kojima to go, like, on just the whole arrogance free and make... A, let's have a pop of Kojima. Like, oh, come on. I, I would buy on. that. That would be amazing. Like a giant like, one, like the bigger size ones. That would be That'd so be good. like life size oh, Funko like Pop. <laughs> yes. Of Hideo Kojima. Like, it's, but it's got to be like the most self centered thing Kojima has to yeah. do. Like, yeah. And on the side on. of the box, it says Americans just don't get, just don't get my games. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, that's too good. Um, yeah, so I want a whole line of Death Stranding pops. I could get around that. I'd love to see one with Sam, like a, 
don't know, maybe like a, an eight inch pop of Sam Porter Bridges with like a backpack and like nice. packages around him. Oh, like yeah. Like a, a tower. Like a set. Yeah, yeah. Like a tower that you like can take set. pieces off and put them on. That'd be cool. Oh my God, that'd be so good. Um, yeah. Like a vehicle set of Death Stranding would be kind of sick. Yeah, that's fair. The bike. Um, Last of Us and Last of Us Part 2. Um, that yeah, yeah. I saw that coming from a mile away. Um, I, I don't know. I might get it. I'd probably just get Joel and Ellie. What about like, like a clicker? They'll probably make a clicker. That's what I was saying. I oh would yeah, get, they would. Yeah, they they'll probably make, make like a fungus. Yeah. Like, yeah. I will definitely buy all of the Last of Us ones. And yeah, I would love if they made like a clicker one. That would be so cool. No, I'll well, buy all of them. As I do on this show, I've, I, I found my own Funko Pops that I'm going to get that no one, literally no one knows about. And I do this all the time. It's a game that no one knows about or this that no one knows about. There's a, there's a show called Critical Role. It's a Dungeons and Dragons show and I'm oh, a huge every, fan of them. Yeah, everyone oh, knows Critical, Critical Role. They yeah. released Funko Pops. Have they? I didn't know yep, that. Yep, they released Funko Pops literally like two days ago. Like probably the same time Funko Pops released the PlayStation ones, they released Critical Role ones. Also, They've I already sold that. out. I love, but... how you, I love how you talk about Critical Role like people don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, everyone, but, no one, but no one ever buys their merch. I do it. Like, I, I haven't because uh, it, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's so expensive. And it's, it's also like, probably just not good merch. Well, the Funko Pops look amazing. And the merch is, it's not like YouTuber merch. Where they like, you know, they like get one of those companies that just print their logo on it and go, sweet, ship it out. And then when you wash it, the logo comes off. They actually like have their own like polo shirts with the logos sewn into like the hem and stuff. It's awesome. Um, yeah, like Critical Role, I've never watched any of their stuff, but what I have watched and played plenty of is Twisted Metal. I'm a big fan of the original Ooh. Twisted Metal games. Um, yeah, like we've already got. A, I believe we already have a sweet tooth, um, pop. Which wait, really? Yes, yes. It released. What? Say twenty fourteen. Wait. There is. Yep. How have yeah. I just? What? Why am I just learning about this? Oh my <laughs> god. I, I actually, it might have released twenty fifteen. I think it might have released twenty fifteen. But I don't go looking for Funko Pops. <laughs> and. <laughs> I do. I, I like every every time I like start a TV show or I play a video game. Immediately after, I look up and damn. See they have pop vinyls. See, I'm I've been a bit wow. slack with my Funko Pop collecting. Um, I've been stuck at a 103 for about maybe four months now, because to be honest, nothing has really been interesting. Um, nothing coming out rather has been all that interesting. Um, the last few ones I've got have been all Mortal Kombat, which I do kind of want to continue with my Mortal Kombat collection. But um, Twisted Metal, that's cool. I hope that they can actually get more than Sweet Tooth because he's the only recognisable character or even just have like Twisted Metal vehicles in the series. Um, Ratchet and Clank, that's a series that has really good potential. Um, Ratchet and Clank, obviously, they... I feel like that should be a two-pack straight away. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wonder if we'll get the like, new character from the ad, the trailer. Yeah, no, I could see that. Yeah, and I mean, Ratchet and Clank's like a fun series, so I'm sure there's like, I can imagine them like busting out so many different iterations of those characters. There could be some really fun, colourful pops. 
Um, I'm, I'm still still waiting for like something Jack and Daxter. Like this could have been a good opportunity for it. Well, we bring up Jack and Daxter. I feel like every show and every show yeah. we get nothing. They deserve to be brought up every show. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Spyro probably has a Funko Pop. I'm just thinking of those types of games. That yeah, Spyro there. does, and I love my Spyro Pop. Um, but I also love our next oh, one. That what is a segue! Thank you. Damn, thank you. love it. Thank you. And on our next friend. song is Dangerous Dreams by LeBrock, and you are listening to Player One on Sin. And that was Dangerous Dreams by LeBrock. You are listening to Player One on Sin with Jay, Connor, and Lenny. Um, and so now we've, we've got some pretty, pretty heavy news. Um, so for the listeners out there, just... A bit of a warning. Um, yeah, yeah, full-on content warning here. This is not yeah. going to be good, but um, try and go through it as you know as best as we can. Um, so, Lenny, um, you've been doing a bit of stuff on this, so take it away. Yeah. So, um, unfortunately, you know, a lot of news has been coming out um, in the video game industry about sort of the way that um, companies have been treating their stuff and so we've got some more news that's come out about um games firm rocksteady and i imagine for most gamers out there that name probably correlates with um the batman the arkham series um and so basically a lot has come out about um inaction that has been taken throughout the company over staff harassment and so we've got more than half of the women employed at the London-based video game developer Rocksteady two years ago um, signed a letter to bosses accusing the studio of failing to prevent sexual harassment and inappropriate behaviour in the office. Um, and so this is all from a article that was written on The Guardian. Um, and so this letter that all of these women signed um, was dated um, as November 2018. And so it's signed by 10 of the um, company's staff members. There's 16 staff at the time of signing. Um, and so basically it just raised complaints about behaviour um, and including, this is a direct quote, um, slurs, rega slurs regarding the transgendered community and discussing a woman in a derogatory or sexual manner with other colleagues um, and sexual harassment in the form of unwanted advances, leering at parts of a woman's body and inappropriate comments in the office. Um, and so since this um, document was signed in November of 2018, um, basically the response from Rocksteady has been um, really poor. Um, it's been reported that it really only amounted to one training seminar and that multiple um, signatories have left the company um, because of the lack of action that was taken. Um, and so one of the women who did sign this letter um, spoke out to The Guardian. She did remain anonymous. But basically she said that um, she had heard everything from groping claims to incidents involving senior staff, all of whom are men. And she continued on stating that, yet the only thing we had as a result was a company-wide seminar that lasted one hour. Everyone who attended was asked to sign a statement confirming that they'd received the training. Um, and then she continued on to say that it felt that it was just a way for them to cover their asses. Um, so this is really upsetting news to hear. Um, like I said, we've been getting a lot of reports recently from lots of companies in the gaming industry. Um, 
but it's definitely really alarming news to everyone. And I do hope that now that these things have sort of been brought to the public that, um, you know, Rocksteady do do more than just have one training seminar and that it can become um, a more accepting and um, friendly environment for everyone to work in, really. Mm. Has there been any response from Rocksteady since this article was published? No, so this, at the time of us filming this show, this um, article was actually published um, the day of filming for us. So Ah. they have yet to respond. Um, I do imagine they will respond at some point. So potentially if they do um, on next week's episode of Player One, we can discuss their response. Um, But here's hoping that um, it is a positive response and that rather than, um, you know, declining to comment or refusing to acknowledge any of these claims that they do really take ownership and accountability of the situation because um you know obviously if we've got more than half of the women who were employed at the time um coming out and saying that they felt uncomfortable at their workplace it's a really big problem obviously we want everyone to be comfortable going to work every day so he's hoping that um things do change within the games firm yeah i'm pretty proud at the community that's like i mean a lot more recently i feel like in the past few months a lot more people have spoken up against this type of stuff like there was uh, ubisoft had it ea has had it and now rocksteady is going through it and it's good that they're being held accountable and people will have that confidence to speak up and against these atrocities that like these companies are doing and I I, did, I I hate that it's taken this long to get that sort of justice, but I'm glad that it's happening. Well, it's the this whole like the whole thing has been actually been going for I would say quite some time. I would definitely most say since last year with riot with the with the incident around riot games with um, a lot of female staff members speaking out against um, harassment and the inappropriate work culture of riot games, which. Yeah that appears to have potentially taken a turn for the better, um, but we really don't know 100%. Um, and also I think this, you know, it's, it's a whole bigger issue of um, the treatment of your workforce. Um, you know, we had a period where um, the constant talk was around uh, game crunch and the mental um, cost at crunch and now it's sort of moved over into the more um i guess treatment of females in the workplace in the gaming industry and this is not just a gaming industry issue it's a it's a worldwide issue um it's not just specifically gaming we've seen it everywhere so um i hope that this kind of gets rock steady off their ass and actually do something about it because if if this if they don't respond in some way um or if they respond in the most corporate way imaginable shame on them and if no action's taken shame on them um like ubi ubisoft one of the main culprits has been from what i understand has been uh fired so that's something but it may not completely it's it's not a complete move that could fix the culture 
Um, so I hope that Rocksteady actually do make changes to fix the culture of the company. But me being a bloody pessimistic person at times, um, I think even with the negative publicity, they're going to give those people a slap on the wrist, which is a shame because, frankly, the people who are doing these actions towards female staff members should be kicked out straight away. Like, there's no excuse for it. Yeah, no, there's no, there, there is no possible excuse. There's, no, there's nothing they, sh there's only one action that they should take as a company. Yeah, exactly. I, th I think, um, like you said before, Connor, you know, these issues have been circulating in the gaming industry for almost a year. So I think that it's, you know, especially in the past couple of months, it's really been a domino effect of um, so many big companies really um, being exposed for the way they treat their staff, not just, you know, in terms of sexual harassment, but like you said, also putting a lot of pressure on um, developers and workers to meet certain deadlines. So I think that hopefully um, given how much attention has been on, you know, the really problematic nature of the workplaces in the gaming industry, I really do hope that um, we can see some really good change. You know, obviously it's an unfortunate reality, but sometimes things have to, you know, get really bad before they can get good again. So I do hope that, you know, moving on now with Rocksteady and Ubisoft and all the developers that um, we can really see some, some positive change enacted in the gaming industry because it's been made really clear in the past couple months that the way um, staff are treated isn't really acceptable. Um, but it's definitely really inspiring that these women have spoken out. Um, it takes a lot of courage for them to do that. And I hope that, um, you know, if anyone else is feeling that way, that they can be inspired to, you know, come out and, um, you know, share their experiences and that everyone can really learn from this, these horrible things. Um, but moving on now, we shall head into a song just to cleanse our minds of that upsetting news. We have Territory by Daniel Deluxe coming up and you're listening to Player One on Sin. And that was Territory by Daniel Deluxe and this is Player One on Sin with Connor, Jay and Eleni. Um, and now Connor, I know you're very excited about the Nintendo Indie World presentation. Oh so boy, like was I ever. Take us into was. that one. So this dropped literally this morning at 2 a.m. I did not uh, get up at 2 a.m. to watch it. Instead, I got up at 7.30 a.m., made my cup of coffee at 7.50 a.m. And, you know, at around you know 7.55, just lay back in bed, drink my nice hot cup of coffee and watch Nintendo's Indie World presentation. And there was a lot to cover. Now, what we have, I've, I've got this, um, I've got a great article from Kotaku to basically sum up everything and what we've got, because we've got really two big categor categories here because a lot of games came out literally today, like literally today. And what I liked about it, it was just all games. There was no fluff, no filler. It was awesome. Um, first up, uh, coming out literally today, we start off with Spitfire, 
Um, it's basically just a, a management sim about basically like caring out for someone. It's really nice. It's really wholesome. And that's one thing I kind of liked is that we had a good amount of um, wholesome games. Um, up next, we have Raji, which um, is an ancient epic game based off Hindu and Balinese mythology. Now, this is something different. We don't see a lot of games tackle um, ancient ancient India. Like, that's kind of cool. It's a nice, different take. Um, and it was a timed exclusive for the Switch, and it literally launched today. Another game that launched today is A Short Hike. It is essentially a super chill, super mellow game where you climb up to the top of a mountain, and you have a ton of distractions to... It looks so cute. It really does. And it's, it's actually oh at my a very... God very affordable price um go pick it up it looks fantastic next up we have a nice awesome puzzle game simpler to similar rather to super liminal called manifold garden which was an apple arcade exclusive but now is making its way to switch which dropped today so it it looks trippy it looks awesome it's great. Another Apple Arcade game. It's a puppet-based, J- oh, not JRPG, but RPG called Takeshi and Hiroshi, um, which basically you try to create a game so that your little brother can play it and essentially not get bored. It's really wholesome. It looks really cute. That reminds me of Takeshi's Challenge, the, the game. Not exactly that. Was... that. <laughs> I know, but just the name and the idea of making a game. I was like, yeah, Takeshi's yeah, no, It's great. It's great. Um, and then finally, for what has come out today, um, Haunting and Ethereal, sorry, a, sorry, a Haunting and Ethereal Afterlife Adventure called Evergate is coming to the Switch. Now, this is going to be published by P-Cube Games. They have a pretty decent track record. It looks like a really cool puzzle, plat- like a 2D side-scrolling puzzle platformer. And so that's called, sort of the main category of games that literally came out today, because there was a lot of them. So and now we've got games. Cute games. They're just yeah, I know, so right? adorable. Evergate just it looks like if Soul Knight and or like oh my god, I love it. Soul <laughs> Knight, but, oh, but hold hold your horses, Jay, because we got more. We got we got more. But wait, um, there's more. But wait, there's more. Uh, we have a game that looks like a 1995 browser website thing. Um, Hypnospace Outlaw, which is essentially a 90s hacking game that is coming to Switch on August 27th with a demo available today. So if you're interested in something like that, go check out the demo. I Um, love it, but I hate it so much. (laughs) (laughs) It just looks so 2000. Coming in spring, uh, we'll have Torchlight 3 coming to the Switch and uh, with an exclusive in-game pet. So... So that's the games coming out this year. So three categories. And now we've got games coming out in 2021. And this game instantly caught my eye because I got huge Stardew Valley vibes here. Garden Story. It is a farming RPG yeah. from Picogram. And it is coming in 2021. It looks oh, so, it's so freaking cute. Oh. It is a grape. <laughs> it looks amazing. I'm so it excited. It looks adorable. I love and it so much. There's and there's frogs and there's mushrooms. Ah! Now the next part I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep for the very end because that's like my number one thing. Um, next up we have Bear and Breakfast, 
It's a wilderness hotel simulator. So you play as a bear, basically building a hotel, I think. I've never... Where do you come up with that idea? Oh, let's make bear and breakfast. (laughs) It's the best. And then we also have a, um, a card game called Card Shark where you play card games, but the idea is that you have to cheat and not get caught. Yeah, uh, I, I was going to put that in the rapid-fire news. It looks so... Uh, what is up with indie, indie games are the best, dude? I know, I'm Somebody excited for that game. one. That's going to be really good. Okay, so we've got two final big pieces from this. At the end of the show, we got the introduction of multiplayer for Untitled Goose Game. So we now have local multiplayer and it is freaking awesome i love it so much like we have the it opens up with in the in like the the farmer dude taking care of his garden and then we have two geese annoying him and it's fantastic i love it it looks adorable it looks amazing it just looks this again. will be oh, I love it so much this will be coming in a free update on september 23rd like, sorry, Lenny, um, continue. What were you going to say? No, I just feel like the theme of this presentation was just, like, cuteness and just colourful, beautiful-looking indie games. Yeah. Honestly, so exciting. And then on top of that, on September 23rd, on the same day, there will be a physical edition of Untitled Goose Game, which will be sold at retailers. This will not be, a like, a limited run or a super rare um limited game this is going to be a game that's going to be yeah. sold to in major retailers i'm going to be picking that up i generally yeah, definitely. Don't, don't i generally don't get physical games of stuff i own digitally but this is i will have to make an exception for this because i love untitled goose game and to get a physical edition of that like i want to support house house so why not? Like that's awesome. It's gonna I'm be so, so good. Hyped. It's gonna be so good. You're already mischievous as one as one like goose. You're always you're causing two. shit, and now you're gonna have you and a mate behind the seat of the other goose. It is gonna be utter chaos. I'm gonna love it. It's gonna be the best part. But I've saved my favorite bit for last, and I am so freaking excited. I am so freaking hyped. Um. Okay. I, I literally thought this two weeks ago, maybe two or three weeks ago, and I thought that, hey, maybe this game, like, is this game going to come to the Switch at some point? That would be kind of dope. It's coming to the Switch. I'm so hyped. Subnautica is coming to the Switch, the underwater exploration game. Holy crap. I'm hype. Like, this is so cool. I think I'm the only one here who isn't. Like, I know Eleni's... I'm hype. so hype. Why are you not hype, Jay? I, think <laughs> I don't know. Awesome. I haven't played it. I haven't gone near it. I don't Get like that type it. of game. I'm sure that I'm sure I have my like. I'm sure in another life, sure, but at the moment, I I've got it downloaded, but I've just never opened it. I think I opened it for a second, and I was like, oh, it's a, it's a gather and build game. It's like yes, it is, Minecraft. but it's the best kind of gather and build because it's <laughs> underwater. Exactly, yeah, it's a game cool. changer. This game is both extremely beautiful and extremely terrifying. I have a fun little anecdote. Um, so when when I played Subnautica on PS4, when I had a PS4, um, um, you go, you you sometimes come across um, some very interesting creatures, and one of them is called the Reaper. Don't look it up on Google Images because you will be terrified. Um, 
So essentially, I was, oh yeah, fantastic, Jay. I was gathering materials along a sandy area and I saw one out in the distance and immediately I went, oh no, oh no. So I tried to hop into my little submarine and then instantly as I got in, I got grabbed by the Reaper and it like drags you over to see its horrifying face. And like, it was one of the, it, it literally scared me so much. I threw the controller at my TV because <laughs> I was just so like, it was such a major jump scare. I was like, Bleh! and I was just, oh, the TV was fine. Thankfully, the controller uh, was fine. So I was going to say, broke. you didn't pull nothing like a, broke. like a Wii tennis. You didn't just throw it and smash no, the screen. <laughs> no, no, no. It was like, a. Bleh! So that was really good. Um, I'm looking at a screenshot from what I presume to be the Switch port. Um, this is from Kotaku. So I'm looking at one of the screenshots and this looks, it definitely looks like a Switch port. Um, <laughs> what we have currently is textures of what could be like, it's sort of like the, like a sort of like a red patch of seaweed in the game or like a surface. And yeah. In the game, it may look very, it'll look much more detailed on PC and maybe console, but on the Switch, it just looks like a muddy red texture. So, and and even the quality of the hands and the arms, that's definitely lower than the PS4, PC and Xbox versions. So, um, if this looks like what I think it's going to be, it is going to look like a Switch port that runs at 30 <laughs> frames a second with um, downgraded visuals but it's still going to be the game on a portable console. And that's awesome. I'm so glad. I was, was going to say, so basically every Switch PC port, like yes. <laughs> Witcher 3, Overwatch, uh, Subnautica, like I'm put Precisely. on. Did we mention but, Hades by chance? Just oh really quick. no, we didn't. I love Hades. Yeah, I love um, it so super much. Giant, super giant games. Ah, it's coming. To Switch. The makers of Bastion and Transistor, I believe. Oh, just, how did I forget brief, that? Brief mention. <laughs> yes, yes. And Subnautica will actually also be coming along with Subnautica Below, Below Zero. Zero. The yes. Arctic DLC with even more terrifying monsters and icy temperatures. Um, holy crap. Subnautica coming to Switch. That made the show for me. Like, that made it. Yeah, same. I think, you know... I feel like now we're seeing a lot of Switch ports being announced and released, but this was one that I just wasn't even expecting. Like, it was a very sort of out-of-nowhere um, announcement, but it's well, I'm really excited. I think it's going to be a really cool thing to have. I thought it would be, like, an impossible port to Switch because, like, how do you get a game that's so beautiful and so, so vibrant like Subnautica on the Switch? Well, we figured out how. Make everything not as look not as good, but still keep the underwater aspect, which is what people really like. Um, I'll be interested to see how this runs on Switch. Yeah, That's I think because, like you know, obviously the the downgrading graphics is understandable, but I think yeah, the bigger part is as long as it plays well, then then that's all that really matters, to be honest. Hmm. Because in certain points, you'll have so much going on around you, and you can see so far. Um, I'll be interested to see how the Switch can handle it. I mean, I'm also interested to see how big the file size for Subnautica will be, but that will be coming out next year. Um, 
as a whole, I was heavily entertained by this presentation. Yeah. There was yeah. a lot to go through. There was a lot of good stuff to go through. Um, it was a bit for everyone. Like no one, yeah. I don't think, yeah, everyone went in and came out like, oh, I didn't like all those games, but there was always at least one that you could go out taking with you. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. And a lot of these games, even the ones that were released today, um, they're all at fairly affordable prices for what they're asking. Like, it's good that we're seeing, like, it's all reasonable stuff. And it's really cool to see that, like, yes, Nintendo is putting a shine on these indie games. And, you know, we, we, everyone was expecting a Nintendo Direct this month. Um, well, we got an indie world, which I'm going to take that at this point, because if Nintendo yeah. were to keep doing, like, the direct minis with nothing to show for it, like, so it's, it's going to be great stuff. I was so excited. I was actually kind of surprised that there was an, e there was an indie world even happening, because I found out uh, yesterday, as of the day of recording, and I was kind of surprised, like, oh, cool, an indie world presentation. I didn't have many expectations going in. And obviously Subnautica coming to the Switch, that blew me away instantly because I was just shocked by that. But now we're getting more good stuff coming. Like, holy crap, I was blown away. Like, I was just absolutely blown away by this presentation. But um, we are going to go into our next song. Eleni, what have we got coming up? Well quite opportune really this next song is from the subnautica ost and it is into the unknown by simon chalinksy and you are listening to player one on sim and that was into the unknown by simon chalinksy um from the subnautica ost you are listening to player one on sin with connor jay and eleni um and guys i don't know if you've got your watches on it's so weird to not hear connor saying it <laughs> I, I think it's great. I'll, of course, yeah. I'm going. No, it's not bad. It's just, <laughs> I, I saw that. I saw the face. Like, no, no, it's great. But it's just like my brain is just hearing this voice that isn't Connor saying, "Have you got your imaginary watches on?" And I was like, not comprehending it. <laughs> it, it, do, it. It does not compute. Yeah, I know. For once, we're asking Connor if he's got the watch on. Yeah, Connor, um, have you got your watch? Um, <laughs> yeah, have you got it on? Uh, I actually don't. Um, I forgot to put on my watch. Um. Uh, Connor. I've got my Game Boy Advance, if that counts for anything. <laughs> yeah. Jay, like, does your does your Pip Boy have the the time on it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. Beep boop beep 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 beep. Oh, it's top of the hour. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fantastic! Amazing. And as per always, top of the hour. Um, you can find us on sin.org.au, and for Player One in particular, you can find us at Player One Sin on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And as Connor mentioned at the beginning of the show, we've got some awesome podcasts going on at the moment. And you can find those on Omni, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, and Spotify, Player One. And as per always, we have the gaming grudge match coming up. And then we've also got a little bit of reminiscing about our gaming holy grails and also some discussion on other podcasts. But before we get into all of that, we're going to head into our next song for the show. And that one coming up is Chemicals by Conquer Divide. And you are listening to Player One on Sin. And that was Chemicals by Conquer Divide. And you're listening to Player One on Sin. Um, now, Jay. Yeah. 
I'm going to throw this one over to me. you. I've got a button for this now, but <laughs> uh, I'm, here's the thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so right. I'll use it just for today, but you better believe next time I'll be streaming it. It's just that, I don't know. <laughs> it, it's after, fun. After singing, you need yeah, to rest yeah, your yeah. thoughts. Exactly. Exactly. We're, we're on the same so, page. So Jay, what time is it? It's time for the... That was me. I said that just now. That was beautiful. That is a that is a sound bite we will actually be using from now on. Oh. So much. I'm gonna remix it. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes. god, yes. Absolutely. We need different variations of that sound bite. But Hell yes. Yeah. It is time for the gaming grudge match. And with the news of Pikmin 3 Deluxe uh coming out to Switch in October, or was it November? October, and actually no, October, that's right, I know which months it is, and um, it got me thinking, you know, what other th- you know, Wii U ports do we not have on the Switch? And I feel like uh, Player One contributor Tom Parry, um, this one is still yet, still breaking his heart, and it's still, well actually no, it's not breaking his, his heart, it, he's, it's the only reason why he validates still owning a Wii U, <laughs> and that is uh, because Mario 3D World is not on the Switch. So, who, which Wii U port do we think is going to come to the Switch? Mario 3D World or Yoshi's Woolly World? That's the gaming That's grudge the match. That's the gaming grudge Switch. match? Nice. Which Wii U port to come to the Switch next? Oh, gosh. Well, it's not going to... Look, I really liked Yoshi's Woolly World. It was so cute. And cute games just tickle my funny bone. I love them. But... I mean, realistically, God, I, I can't. I have to go Yoshi's Woolly World. It is the most adorable oh. little game. It is the most adorable little game. And we got, the, we got the Super Smash Bros. skin for Yoshi. We got the, we got the thing. You got the Amiibos. You got the Amiibos. It's going to be so good. I want it. <laughs> I love it. I've never seen you this excited before, Jay. Dude, cute games are the best. <laughs> I know his voice has gone up like 35 octaves. I know. What's going on? Cute games are so good. Um, but I actually agree with you, Jay. I think, like, even though I feel like Mario 3D World is probably the more obvious choice, I think in light of our cute little indie games Nintendo have just given us, I think Yoshi's Woolly World would be, like, awesome. I would 100% yeah. buy it. So I think I'm going to go with that one as well. So oh, Sorry, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> so which, so do you, have you both owned or played a Wii U? Yes. Yes, unfortunately. Um, I have I have never touched a Wii U, so I really don't know the big hubbub about the Wii U other than it sucked. It, um, so no, I had some good games. I it every console did. has good games. No, I think yeah, it's unfortunate because the Wii U the games weren't bad. The console itself wasn't fabulous, but it definitely. <laughs> oh, but you got that Pikmin, yeah, Pikmin Three, you know. Well, think, think about it. All these, Metroid. all these Switch games, they, all, all these Wii U games, they're getting a second life on Switch. Yeah. And think about it for this second. Um, one of the best-selling Switch games is a Wii U port of Super Mario Brothers U of Su- Super Mario Brothers U. Nice. With Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. Yeah, dude. I don't get. Dude, Wii U had some amazing. You had a Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Like, come on, man. I mean, uh, not to mention, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Yeah, not to mention, 
the best Sony Switch game in the Wii U port. Bayonetta, Bayonetta 2, Pikmin, Metroid. It had all those games. Who cares about Barricade? So, you know, I'm I'm going to... I want to I want to break Tom Parry's heart, so I'm going to go Super Mario 3D World. I want him to get a oh. Switch, <laughs> and I feel like this would be the only reason for him to get a Switch. Don't oh, do it. Cruel. His that's pockets cruel. can't handle the the, hole, the holes boring into them for all the money he's going to spend on a Switch. Listen, he <laughs> I want to I want to give him an excuse to ditch the Wii U gamepad and go with the Joy Cons. So <laughs> just Mario break the sides off. All the way. <laughs> <laughs> Just break the sides of the game. Yeah. You got your joystick. There you go. Well, well, if you think about it, the Wii U gamepad is essentially a Switch without. It's just, it's yeah, it's literally. They saw, they were like, "What's our next console going to be?" And they looked at the Wii U and said, "I've got an idea." <laughs> <laughs> Someone in Nintendo just went, I've got "Hold it. on a minute, man! I wish my hands weren't this close to get." Hold on a minute. <laughs> Hold, hang on a tick. You're onto something wait, here. Wait, wait, guys. What? Just, just what if? <laughs> now, just, just for a second. <laughs> just, just for a quick second. What the if Wii we got U, a sword blade <laughs> and cut off the sides of the gamepad? Holy shit, you're a genius. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> well, Jay, oh, let's, let's take it away to our next song. Oh, okay. Well, the next song we've got is awesome. It's Gutter Punk Kids by Sammy Matar, which is an amazing name. Gutter Punk Kids. That sounds, that sounds awesome. Gutter Punk Kids by Sam Matar. You're here with Jay, Connor, and Lenny. You're listening to Player One on Sin. And what you just heard was Gutter Punk Kids by Sam Matar. Welcome. You're listening to Player One on Sin. We are the, the hub for all gaming knowledge. We are all omnipotent. We know everything. That is correct. Yes. <laughs> there is nothing we don't know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's and true. if you want us to prove that fact, go check out our 25th anniversary of the Virtual Boy. Uh, podcast with myself, Nick, and Nathan. Uh, go check us out on all podcast platforms. World's smoothest so, plug. That was man. You, you got to keep hustling for those podcasts. Got to keep the hustle. I respect. Got to keep that hustle. But um, one other thing that you got to keep the hustle for is each of our gaming holy grails. What is that one piece of either a game or gaming memorabilia? that we don't necessarily need in our lives, but it's something that we want and it will fulfill a portion of our lives. Oh, Connor. I'm glad you are. <laughs> There's a game released out there called Crash Boom Bang. And no one, need, no one needs it. No one needs it. But you do... You should have it. <laughs> it is a gaming... Holy grail, that, that ship has sailed, Connor. You can't stop me now. I'm telling you this as a fan of like Mario Party games, all those games that you just sit together with the boys and play. Crash, boom, bang has the... <laughs> don't quote me on this. Has the worst soundtrack of all time. <laughs> and it is the graphics are crap. There is no memorable characters. The game modes suck. It's unresponsive. And you know what? I love it. <laughs> it is such a bad game that you just kind of need to have it. I'm not mad. <laughs> I'm not mad. I hear it. But I hear I am, it every episode. I'm, I'm just a little disappointed, Jay. One day, you'll, that will change. And, the, and I'll say Crash Boom Bang, and you'll say, look, I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I, I, I'm, I'm not too sure if that's your serious suggestion. If you're actually one, if that's like no, your actual... no, God, no, that was a huge yeah. joke. Don't oh, ever buy Crash Room Bang. God. Just don't, don't put yourself through it. Well, what is your serious <laughs> holy grail? I, in game? I'll be honest. Uh, it, it doesn't. It's the memorabilia, right? It doesn't have to be the game. It doesn't have to be the game. It can be a piece of memorabilia. That's a tough one. Fallout seventy six came with a canvas bag that wasn't made of canvas. That's a pretty good one. It was one. made of nylon. It was made of nylon. Uh, memorabilia. As far as memorabilia goes, I guess the Pip Boy is the most like it's just the one that that I know. I can't think of like big ga- video game memorabilia, and when I do, it's usually like oh the Pip Boy, you know, or or hmm. I can't think. Of, you'll say one, and I'll be like, ah oh, man, ah oh, God, I'm dumb. Uh, but at the moment, I'm just Pit Boy. It was out there. It was great. It's expensive now. It w- I wore it for a day. I wore it actually as a part of a cosplay to one of the com- one of the comic cons in Australia, and uh, and then I put it back in my box so that I would never ruin it. Unscathed. Good man. Good man. Um, Eleni, what would be your gaming holy grail? Can it be real or fake? Oh, uh, well, hmm. I. I have two, one like genuine and one just a giant disappointment. Um, but my big one was I, I bought, I'm a huge Mass Effect fan. Um, I think I've said that before on the show. And so I had, um, I had bought and pre-ordered Mass Effect Andromeda, of course. <laughs> um, you know, may maybe bought like the collector's edition spent multiple hundreds of dollars on it um the game itself was a disaster i'll be honest um but i did get a really cool um like nomad um collector's item which for anyone who doesn't know what that is it's like the vehicle that you drive around in mass effect andromeda and, like, it's a really cool little remote-controlled um, car. So, like, that was awesome. Maybe a waste of money, but that's probably one of my favourites. And then, uh, again, with Mass Effect, I do have um, uh, Omniblade, which I found on EB Games. They were, like, selling it discounted for, like, $20, and I was like, oh, waste my money on this. Um, so they're my two, like, big ones, I think. And then in terms of, like, Holy Grail games, um, I still have the original um spyro 2 gateway to glimmer um ps1 my my og we've still got it and i think that's that's probably my ultimate holy grail i've played that game a billion and one times all right well i'm actually probably going to have the most serious one and also probably the most craziest one because I am both getting something of, well, I want to get something of both extreme value, but also slightly devalue it. Um, so as a PS1 collector, um, the big sort of holy grail part of a collection is Castlevania Symphony of the Night, but not the American version, not the Japanese version, which the Japanese version is the most accessible and cheapest to get but I'm talking about specifically the European version because it, the game did not sell well in European regions and also the, um, the actual artwork was done by the actual artist. 
So that immediately bumped up the game's value, but also um, in the um, dual case of the PS1 release was a soundtrack, an art book, and a bunch of other little things in there. Now, generally this will go upwards of $350. Like that's, it's a big, big part. But what I wanna do, because I want me being a psycho, I want everything in it and I wanna make sure that everything's in it. So what I wanna do is get a copy that is still sealed, that has not been opened. So that immediately bumps the value up to upwards of $500. But me being a psycho, I want to take out the plastic and actually open up the game to make sure that everything is in it. Uh. No, that's It has not to be 100% minty, minty, minty fresh. But, well, if you open it, it's not going to be that. Exactly. The case will be, not necessarily the plastic. <laughs> I mean, the case will be fine. I'm sure you the can get somewhere to rewrap it. Surely there's and a way plus, to rewrap it. And plus, I want to actually play the game. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair, yeah. And then when you're done, just like delete all the saves and then rewrap it and be like, look what now, I just bought. <laughs> I know there's much cheaper ways to play the game, but I don't care. Yeah. I want to own this piece of PS1 of history. And I have seen, now I haven't seen a freshly sealed copy. I haven't seen one that's been completely freshly sealed, untouched, unused, still perfect. But I have seen a copy of the game and I was, I'm not going to lie, I was in negotiation with a seller to get the game, but the sale fell through. No, buying old video games always sounds shady I was... it's not that it was shady <laughs> the person is a good the per, i know this person yeah i know yeah, yeah. but the way you went like same with me whenever i describe it they're like so did you get did you end up finding like this game you wanted like nah i was talking to the to the seller for a bit and uh you know he had other buyers on the line <laughs> oh we we couldn't agree on a price oh that's the worst so the seller was asking for upwards of four hundred and fifty. Um, Ouch! For for not a it wasn't a freshly sealed, but it was still very it was still good condition, and it's a yeah, fair price. Yeah. It's still a fair fair price. Yeah, it's just I expensive. I at most wasn't going to budge above four hundred. So it's like I was so close from getting my holy grail. I was so close, but I it's just right there. It was right there, but I'm just, mm, I'm a little salty about it because I was hoping the seller would go down to like 400, maybe 350 if I was lucky enough, but no. Unfortunately, I did not get a copy of Castlevania Symphony of the Night, but one of my other holy grails, which is actually a lot more feasible potentially, um, is a freshly sealed copy of Silent Hill 2 because Silent Hill 2 is my favorite Silent Hill game. It is the one which I connect the most with. So I was like, yeah, I want to get a, I want to get a fresh copy. So that's sort of my big one. And of course, like a joke one, a joke one is a freshly sealed copy of Bubsy 3D with the instruction manual. Nice. Oh, 
that's well now i feel bad for giving like three joke ones (laughs) (laughs) no no you're good man i I like a joke answer like well no i have i'm serious like look if there is one thing that i'm still searching for i'll I'll say mario 64 for the n64 because i've got so many games on the n64 but I can't find Mario, and every time I do, it's like oh. I can't be bothered. I can't be bothered paying that price. Yeah, no, I can't eBay it because we're in that. lockdown. No, no, I have. Because I actually happen to have it. Don't. So, no. <laughs> do you have a Nintendo 64? I do have a Nintendo 64. Damn it! Can we do? Shall our next episode? You have Banjo Kazooie. Yes, I do have Banjo. I was going to see if I could sell something. <laughs> Should sure, our well, next I, episode be a live trade debate between Jay and I? Live trade debate. I love that. Um, but I do own a copy of Bubsy 3D, but it's not the most minty, minty fresh. Um, I mean, hey, it's it's something. That's classic. There's no, there's no instruction manual. I do uh-huh. want to get one with the instruction manual. And I just want to get one that's in a bit better condition. I got this on the cheap. So, you know, maybe I want to splurge, just splash a little bit of cash on it. Exactly. to get a good freshly freshly mint copy of Bubsy 3D but that is sort of like our I thought it'd be fun to talk about games that perhaps or items in gaming that perhaps is has eluded us for a little while or something that we hold uh very dearly to our hearts in gaming collecting but uh you know go into our next song and Jay what do we got yeah we've got Incubus by Monroe you're listening to player one on sin you're listening to Player One on Sin. What you just heard was Incubus by Monroe. Uh, we're moving on to our next segment, one that I, I have some stakes in because I've been listening to one very recently. It's gaming podcasts. Hell yeah. yeah. My, you know what my favorite gaming podcast is? It's, 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 it's dude, oh my God. It's everywhere, dude. It's on Spotify. It's on Google Podcasts. It's on Apple Podcasts. It's on Omni. It's the play one, the play one podcast. Oh, of course! <laughs> I love that, it. That was amazing. That was actually oh, so yes, good. a good a good cheap plug. But no, we're not here to do cheap plugs. <laughs> no, yet. no, no, not yet. Not yeah. yet. But we're actually here. Yeah, other gaming podcasts that we've been listening to, or some that we have a good fond, like some that a gaming podcast that we are very fond of. Um, I've got a great one to start off with. Um, how did this get played? So this is a variation of How Did This Get Made, which looks at terrible movies. Oh. How Did This Get Played looks at both terrible and very weird video games. That is right up my alley. How have I just heard of this? So I'll give you an idea of what they've done so far. So they've done Sonic 06, obvious. Classic, yeah. that's, that's Absolutely there. Yeah. Um, my personal favourite episode, Duke Nukem Forever. Nice. Oh, nice. that's classic. Yeah. I like that. That that was a great one, actually. I really enjoyed that one. Uh, Doki Doki Literature Club. I mean, that's just... I, I understand why that game, that game got made. It's a, it's a piece of art. <laughs> yes, yes, but it's also a weird piece of art. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's an intense one. Um, oh, there's so many. Um... They did. They also did. Oh, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue now. Damn it. Um. Oh, what was it? Um. Oh, they did. Um. <laughs> they did RoboCop. That was oh. a really good one. Jesus. I love one of the. Yeah, how did games. you even remember that? I'm not even. <laughs> they did. Um. 
Uh, I want to say they did LSD Dream Emulator, but I don't, not 100% sure. Um, oh, Shadow the Hedgehog. How could I forget that? Oh, like, right. The, the Sega game, the, 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 the game that sweeped the nations, where a hedgehog with a gun killed aliens. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. The like, president. Yeah, so they go through just a bunch of terrible games, um, give them a, give them a numerical score out of a million, which most of them will range between the zero to ten range. So hey, you that's know, a big you know, gap. Yeah, I know, I know. Out of a million, like that's pretty. That's a big, big score. Um, but also they talk about you know perhaps they were wrong. Uh, they look through reviews Aww. and basically laugh at user reviews. <laughs> Oh, my favorite thing to do. Yep. Yes, we did plenty of that in the Last of Us Part 2 review. Um, Jay, any gaming podcast you've been listening to? Yeah, I'm, I'm always keeping up to date with this. Well, it started out as kind of a gaming podcast because the podcast is between two voice actors that act in like World of Warcraft and, and a bunch of different games. And that's Liam O'Brien and Sam Regal, the two voice actors from the VA community. And they made a podcast called All Work, No Play. And when it first came out, it was just like talking about their life. And then as it went along, it, it, it turned into this huge thing where like now they do like, what's it called? Where you use a chainsaw and sculpt a tree into a statue. Like they do that now. Like they've, they've completely transcended gaming. But back when it was little, it was really good. Um, anything by Funhouse, Rooster Teeth, like them. Ah, yeah. They have, they have so many podcasts, but specifically like Funhouse are just hilarious. I love listening to their stuff all the time. I can't, I can't, for the life of me, can't remember this gaming podcast that, I don't know, I'll just say Goop, the Goop pod, no, Lunch Club. Lunch Club it's called now. It's not called Goop anymore. Lunch Club. Yeah, it got, it got, it got cease and desist by, uh, what's her name? Gwyneth Paltrow, the girl who makes Goop. Yeah. Wait, really? I didn't yeah. notice. Oh, yeah, what? yeah. They so they funny. used to be yeah they used to be called Goop, and then because Gwyneth Paltrow has a brand of stuff called like the Goop brand, they had to change it to Lunch Club. Oh, oh, that wow, is, that's a weird one. Yeah, so funny. I thank you, Jay, for just sharing that. <laughs> that's actually made my whole day. Oh my god, um, Eleni, what what podcast have you been listening to? Um, so I think probably my favorite gaming podcast and also like they have a youtube channel um it's retro replay and so um it's pretty much it's run by um one of my favorite voice actors um nolan north and he gets troy baker they pretty much run it together both really great voice actors um obviously nolan north does nathan drake from uncharted and then troy baker is good old joel from the last of us as well as other characters um but basically the podcast is just them playing really, really old retro games and just bagging them um, endlessly. Obviously, they're great voice actors, so they're hilarious. They put on some really funny voices. Um, and they just have, like, really good chemistry, which you would never sort of think about because you look at them and they're very different people. Um, so I really love um, what they've got going on in the podcast realm. It's definitely my favourite um, yeah, but that, that's without a doubt my favourite gaming podcast at the moment. Oh, fantastic. And Jay, what, what do we have? What's our final song to close out today? Am I, am I, I, get, to, I get to do the honours? Uh, yes, you the do. Final, the final song 
there's Johnny Cage, Prepare Yourself by the Immortals, which is, is that's the the song from Mortal Kombat, isn't it? Yeah. Johnny, yeah, jo- yeah, Johnny Cage's song. That's awesome. I love that game. Uh, you're listening to Player One on Sin. <laughs> and what you just heard was Johnny Cage, Prepare Yourself by the Immortals. It may have taken us a few tries, but we got here in the end. You're listening to Player One on Sin. I'm your host at the moment, the hostess with the mostest, Jay, and I'm here with uh, Connor and Eleni, if you guys want to just chime in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's, it's time to, to flip the sign over. It's time to turn out the lights, and it's time to close up shop for today. Now, before we go, if you want to uh, check us out in the social medias, go check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PlayOnSyn. And, you know, while we're at it, go check us out in podcast realm at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Omni, where you can find all of our uploads, especially go check out that Mafia 2 Remastered review with Lachlan. And, of course, go check out the 25th anniversary of the, the Virtual Boy with myself, Nick, and Nathan. They were both fantastic times. And, you know, if you want to go, you know, check us out on the Sin website, go check it out at Sin at Sin dot org dot au and go check out that player one banner it's really not that hard to find um so guys any final words before we close up the shop Lenny? <laughs> um final final words final thoughts um all i have to say really is just stay safe everyone stay happy play lots of video games I like that. Wholesome. Yeah, make sure to get your free stuff. your free COVID vaccines that got released by the government in Australia. You can, I'm serious. Yeah, you can go grab them. Just keep yourself safe from the virus. Uh, I I recently became a Twitter influencer, so you can see me at at TTV King Cos on Twitter at. <laughs> I love yeah, that cheap see, plug. Yeah, no, I'm serious. Uh, I'm funny, man. I'm funny. <laughs> I, I can't believe I'm begging. I'm funny, guys. Please, <laughs> you gotta vote me. All right, Jay. Well, um, you know, I'm going to just tell you, you know, just have a good week, you know. In, I hope you enjoyed your Monday. Hope you're, you know, relaxing, having a nice hot cup of cocoa and get ready for uh-huh. the week ahead. And we'll be back next week, same time, same channel. You have been listening to Player One on Sin Bye. with Connor, Jay and Eleni. Bye. Bye.